Today's daf is Baba Kamid Daf Ayin Vav. We are holding about ten lines from the bottom of the page at Amar of Acha Bereid Rav Ika. The first thing we're going to discuss, we're right in the middle of a of a conversation about the Shita of Sumchus. Sumchus had this idea that there are certain times where the Edim Zomin are going to pay the Kefel and the Ganav himself is going to pay the Dalit Vehei. He's going to pay the extra three beyond the Kefel. So the Gemara was trying to figure out what exactly is the case where Sumchus would hold that way. It doesn't seem to be logical that the Edim Zomin are going to be paying the Kefel, not the Ganav. That means the Geneva never really happened, and then the, uh, the Ganav is still going to be paying the extra Shlosha. So we had one suggestion, we're going to continue to have that discussion, and then when we finally get to today's daf, the Gemara is going to have three different explanations, going back to the Mishnah, three different explanations, why someone who steals and is then Maktish what he steals, would not pay Dalit Vehei just for that, for being Maktish, because after all, being Maktish seems very similar to a Mechira, so should Shouldn't that be just like Ganavu Machar? Gemara is going to have three explanations. Then in the middle of Amaral, the Gemara is going to explain why Rabbi Shimon in the Mishnah distinguishes between Kachim that you're Chayiv Ba'achriyusam and Kachim that you're not Chayiv Ba'achriyusam. What he means by such a distinction. On the bottom of the Amid, we're going to have three explanations how you can be Chayiv Dalit Vehei after stealing Kachim and Shechting it if after all the Shechita Shein Ruya is Lav Shmei Shechita, that it's not considered a Shechita when it's Shechita Shein Ruya. If you stole and shachted it, wouldn't that make it a shechita she'ena ru'uya? So shouldn't that mean that you're not going to be chayiv dalivei? We're going to have three explanations for that. And then on Amr Beis, we're going to discuss the concept of kol ha'omed le is ke. Kol ha'omed lezrika is kezaruk dami. Kol ha'omed leptia is kepadoi dami. And uh, maybe uh, we'll discuss some other cases of kol ha'omed le, but that's a shah's concept, that when something is omed to have something happen to it, it's, it's ke'ilu, it already happened. But let's first go back to uh, where we're up to, Ayin Hei Amid Beis, about 12 lines, 10-12 lines before the end of the page, Amr Rav Ika. So just to remind ourselves what we were talking about over here, Sumchus had said, uh, in the context of a brisa, that if uh, that you could have a case where the Eide Hageneva, the Edom Zomin, pay Tashlume Kefel, and the uh, the God of himself pays Tashlume Shlosha, or Shnayim pays the extra two or three. So the Gemara wanted to know what exactly is that case. So the last thing we had suggested was that the case of Sumchus was not any of the cases that the Bryce was speaking about previously, rather it was a case where two Adam came and said to a guy, you stole this Shar or this Seh, and the Ganav said, you're right, I did steal it, and not only did I steal it, I shechted it or I sold it as well. But you, there's no way you could know that I stole it because you weren't there when I stole it. And then Adam come and are Mazim, the first set of Adam, the Ede Gineva, and they say it's true, they did not see him steal it. And then the initial uh, owner who was stolen from brings witnesses that it was uh, not only stolen, but also shechted and sold. So the machlokas is, what about this fellow's hoda'a for the tvicha? His hoda'a for the geneva is not a hoda'a at all. He's going to be chayiv the kefel, because he was only moded to the geneva at a point where there were edim, granted they later became edim zomen, but at a point where there were edim that said that you stole it. So his hoda'a to the geneva is worthless. But what about his hoda'a to the tvicha? The rabbanon hold, even though the hoda'a to the 
the Geneva's Machmas Edim that he was Modah, the Odah of the Tvicha, was unprompted. That was an actual Odah. And therefore he's going to be Potter, because Modah Bekanas is Potter. And Sumcha says, no, his Odah to the Geneva is, was only uh, uh, prompted by the fact that there were Edim there. So that's where we say that he's not going to have to pay the Kanas, not going to have to pay the Kefel based on Odah Satsmo. But his Odah to the Tvicha is worthless, because his Odah to the Tvicha was Mechaev him nothing. He had, uh, he had his, his hodah to the tzvicha is uh, is is uh, is not a hodah and uh, to pater him from dalit vehei because mother b'knas pater that that doesn't pater him from anything. If Adam come afterwards, he's going to be chayiv. So that's why Sumchas lands with the halacha that the initial Adam who were who became Adam zomin pay the kefel that the Bailam was not going to have to to pay that the, that the Bailam I'm sorry would have had to pay and he's going to pay the shlosho shnayim. The extra, the extra dalid vehe says the Gemara now. Amr Ravach Breid Ravika Lo. That is not the machlokas between the Chama and Sumchus. To Kuli Alma Hoda'a de Tvicha Lav Hoda'ihi. Everyone would agree that if a Ganav is Moda on Tvicha Mechira and he's not Moda on the and and he's not Moda on the Geneva, meaning he is Moda, but his Hoda'a is not really Hoda'a. His Hoda'a on the Geneva is only as a result of the fact that there are Edim there about the Geneva. So everyone would agree that his Hoda'a the Tzvicha and the Mechira is not a Hoda'a to pater him from when Edom come later. It's not the kind of Hoda'a that you're going to say Moda Beknas is pater because that Hoda'a was not Mechaev himself in anything and uh, therefore when Edom come for sure the Ganav is still going to be Chayev Dalad Vehei the real machlokas between the Chum and the Sumchas, the Chum and Sumchas, is what do you do in a case where you have Edim Shiat Yachlazima, the Edim were Edim that could not become Edim Zomimin. You cannot be Mekayim Dinazama on these Edim. Kigon, Da'asu Sahadi, Va'ami Leganafta. For example, the case is witnesses come to Basin and they say, You stole. Va'amalahu, Ganafti, Utavachti, Umacharti. He says, You're right, I did steal. Not only did I steal, I went beyond that. I sold it. I shechted it. Miu lo bifnechem ganafti and he says no but it, the, the, I, you're right I did it but it wasn't in front of you there were another two Edim that were there that Taka saw me steal it but it wasn't you and the Ganav brings Edim and they're Mazim the initial Edim Geneva that uh, there was no way that they were there at the time of the, uh, the Geneva and then the Ploni Uploni that he had identified who actually were the Edim Geneva show up and they testify about the Ganav that he was Ganav that he actually did all these things that he stole it and he shechted it or sold it and this is the Machlokas the Rabbanon Savri the Rabbanon who say he's Potter from Dalad Vehei hold that since he was Moda that he was Ganav um, the, 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 the beginning of the Eidus of the uh, last set of Edim is Havila Edus Shiat Yachlazima is Edus that, that you can't be Mazimit because the Ganav was Moda that was Ganav Tavachumachar Bifnehem so you can't turn that into Edim Zomim the guy already was Moda that he did it so there, there's no way that you're going to say Imanu Yisem and passel them we call Edus Shiat Yachlazima Lo Avi Edus and any Edus that you can't be Mazim them is uh, not a good Edus at all and uh, so you're going to you're going to have to pay the Bailim the Keren based on his Hoda and he's potter from Kefal and from the Dalad Vehei because he's a Moda Beknas. And the first Aiden that became Aiden Zomin will pay the gun 
of the kefel like they wanted to be mechayev him. but that even though you can't be mazim this edus, it still counts as a valid edus. So the original edin that became that became huzam pay the kefel to the bailim in place of the ganav. The ganav has to pay the additional uh, two or three to equal up to the dalad vehey based on the edus of that last set of, of witnesses because that last set of witnesses counts as valid edus even though it's yatiyach lazima. Interesting definition of edus yatiyach lazima over here. Why are we assuming these guys can't become edim zomin? Because the ganav himself admitted that these guys saw him. So it's not that it's impossible that two edim will come to court later and say imano isa. They might, but no one's going to believe them because the ganav himself admitted that these guys saw him. So frak the gemara. How could Sumchus tell us that edus sheyatiyach lazima is a valid edus? And edus sheyatiyach lazima lo avia edus. That's not how we paskin. We paskin that it's not a valid edus. And says gemara hani mili hechad loyadi beziyom bezeshah delake edus klal. Now when do we say edus sheyatiyach lazima is not a valid edus? That's by a typical case of edus sheyatiyach lazima where the edim themselves. They can't identify the date, the day, the time when something happens. So there's, it's impossible for two Adam to come to court and say, When? When were they with you? You can't identify. They, they themselves couldn't identify when the crime happened. So that would be an over here, it's not an edus shiatiyach lazim. It's just that the ganav is being is uh, is supporting their claim that he taka stole it and that they witnessed his stealing of it. But that doesn't count as edus shiatiyach lazim. Amar Mar, so uh, we had said in the Brisa, according to Sumchus, Hain Mishal Min Tashlume Kefel, the original Edim that became Edim Zomimin, Pei Tashlume Kefel. And then we said the case was that the Ganav admitted that he stole it, but these guys who saw it weren't really, didn't really see it, and they became Edim Zomimin. So we said the Edim Pei Kefel, Kefel means they pay twice, right? But if the Ganav was moda that he stole it, so he should have to pay the Karen. If anything, the Edim who became Zomun would have to pay one extra. They'd have to pay whatever's on top of the Karen. But the Karen, the Ganav who steals it, is going to be, is going to have to pay the Karen. So Tashlum de Kefel. It shouldn't. We shouldn't read it that the original Edim who became Edim Zomin pay Kefel, but they pay the Tashlum de Kefel, the Kefel payment beyond the Karen. The Karen is paid by the original Ganav, and then that second payment is made by the by the Edim. Okay, so now we're all caught up on to, up to today's Daf. Says the Gemara on the top of Daf Ayin Vav the Mishnah spoke about a case where a fellow uh, stole something, was makdishit, and only after he was makdishit, he either shechted it or sold it. So he said in that case he pays kefel because he stole something, but he doesn't pay dalit vehe because by the time he got around to shechting it or selling it, it was no longer in his possession. It was already hegdish. So that is the, uh, that's the case of the Mishnah. So uh, says the Gemara, uh, Amri, I understand you're not going to be mechayiv in dalit vehey for shechting the animal because by the time he shechts it, it's not a shechita of an animal that's still in his possession. He's shechting something that already belongs to hegdish. Velo demare katavach. It's not. Uh, it's not the animal of the of the fellow who he stole it from that he's shechting. It's uh, it's an animal that belongs to hegdish. So. For the shechita itself, you're not going to be mechayev, and we understand that. 
But shouldn't he be chayiv the dal for being makdish the animal? Meaning, being makdish the animal, mali mali Shouldn't that be considered a mechira? What difference does he make whether he steals an animal and sells it to another guy, or he steals the animal and is makdish it? Being makdish it is also considered a mechira. So this should be ganavu machar, regardless of what he does after he's makdish it. After he could sell it, he could shecht it, whatever he does, he's already chayiv dal from the time that he initially made it hagdish. That's the uh, the Gemara's kasha. Now in the Sefer Yama Talmud, he raises the question that the, there's a big difference between selling to another person and being makdish. When you're makdish something, you could always be shoel on your hagdish. So it's not really a mechira gemura l'shemayim when, you, uh, when you're makdish something. You could, always, uh, you could always be shoel on the hagdish and undo it. So he says, Mishnah must be speaking about no matter what type of hagdish you made it. And the rule is by kachim is beach, there are there are cases, there are ways of being makdish on kachim isbech where you can't be shoel, like uh, tamura and things like that, where there's no way to undo it. So if there's no way to undo it, then it really is very similar to a mechira. Say there are forms of hagdish that don't seem much like a mechira, but we're saying that he, we're not we're not uh, we're not we're not distinguishing between different forms of hagdish, and there are some forms of hagdish that are very very much like a mechira. He also asks that if you say like shitas atosos that the uh, the brisa nine tests that we're going to see in a few days is talking dafka by kachy betikabais and on kachy betikabais you can be shawel no matter what so then it's not a mechira gemura meaning if you're going to say that we're talking about kachy betikabais only well kachy betikabais you're back to our original question then that you're able to be shawel on it so he suggests that there there are cases where you can never be shawel if it's already biyat hagizbar and uh, even by kachy betikabais so you, you have to come up that that's going to have to be the answer. In the end of the day, you're going to have to say that there that the type of hegdish we're referring to is a type of hegdish that approximates a mechira in the sense that you can't undo it, just like you can't undo a valid mechira unless there's a mekachtos or something. You can't undo a valid mechira. That's the type of hegdish we're uh, we're referring to over here. In the Chuvas Maritat, he discusses the following case: Ruvain was mechayev himself. Bishtar to give a certain amount of money to his friend, to Shimon, on the day that he sells his house. And then he decided instead of selling his house, he was going to donate it to the community with Tzorach Beis That it was going to be used as a shul instead of, uh, instead of selling his house. So does he have to pay Shimon $1,000? He wrote in the star that he's going to pay Shimon $1,000. So the, 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 in the Kuelos Yaakov, Chel Gimel, Sim he brings this Chakira uh, and he says, I don't understand the, the whole Shaila. Our Gemara says, Mali Mali If you give something to Shemayim, you give something for Agdish, that's just like a Mechira. So, uh, so of course, course he's going to owe the money. So the, uh, in the Penine Alecha section of the Masiftov, you're quoted, that no, maybe when you're Makdish Bedek uh, that's Bechal Mechira, but that's only if the Shem Hanosein doesn't remain on the gift. If there's no connection between the Nosein and the gift anymore, that he's given it B'Nesino Gemura. But if someone gives a house, L'Tzorech, a Beis and he makes some sort of Tanai, that it should never be sold, it should never be used 
for anything else. Whatever tonight he throws in there, so there's still some connection that he's retaining on that house, and therefore such a hektish is not going to be considered like a mechira. But anyway, back to our Gemara's question over here. Why is it that we say that if a guy steals an animal, is matish the animal, and is then tavach machar, he doesn't pay dalvei, shouldn't he be pay dalvei just for the fact that he was matish it? Being matish it is just like a mechira. Gemara has three answers. Answer number one, Hamani Rabbi Shimoni we're assuming maybe like Rabbi Shimon who says that any kachim that you're responsible for is still considered in the rishos of the original owner and therefore being makdashit is not at all like being mocher because even if you were makdashit if it gets lost you're going to have to replace it therefore it's still considered yours so frankly the problem with that assumption that uh, that's the reason why being makdashit is not considered like a mechira is, is because we're assuming like Rabbi Shimon hamidasef for Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Shimon appears later in the Mishnah and he makes some sort of distinction, which we'll discuss later in the Daf, between Hektish that you're Chayiv Bachri Yusam and Hektish that you're not Chayiv Bachri Yusam, meaning he makes that distinction, but later on in the Mishnah. So it sounds like the earlier part of the Mishnah is not making that distinction and going like Rabbi Shimon. Ella's second possibility, kalim. We're talking over here where he was Maktish, but it's only Kachim Kalim. That Kachim Kalim is a status change for the animal, but it's not an ownership change. Meaning, just like uh, uh, the, there is a Shita in Tanaim, that when you make something Meiser Sheni, it's still yours. It's just that there are now rules governing how you're allowed to use it, that you're only allowed to eat it in your Shlaim. Same is true with Kachim Kalim. When something's Kachim Kachim, so then a Taka belongs to, to Hegdish. It's no longer yours. That's Taka like a Mechira. When something is Kachim Kalim, it's still yours, but there are rules. You have to use it as a carbon. You're allowed to eat the carbon, but only, as a, only in your slime. Right? You have, you have uh, rules that govern exactly what you're allowed to, what you're allowed to do with it. So that's uh, so it's still Bereshu Sekaimi, Aval Kachim Kachim Mai. But what would the Din be if it were, uh, if it were Kachim Kachim? Then in Achinami, you would have to pay Dalad Vachamisha. So, frankly, Gemara, but if that's the, the Ukimta we're making in the Mishnah, that the reason why you put it from Dalad is because it's Kachim Kalim, when the Mishnah wanted to come up with a case where you're Chayiv in Dalad all it really had to do was say that let's, uh, let's, ch- let's change the case a little bit, just alter it very slightly and make it kachim kachim, and then you're going to be chayiv and dal vehei. So adatani reisha ganav etavach va'achar kachidish meshayim tashlumi dal vehei. Instead of the reisha coming up with a case where you were ganav etavach before you were makdashit, as the case where you're chayiv dal vehei, we could have made the difference between the case where you patra and the case where you're chayiv so much more slight. It could have been such a finer distinction. Livlog v'lisni b'dida. We could have had a distinction within two cases where you're steal something, you're maktish, and then you shechter sell it, and still one in 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 uh, in, in one situation you're going to be chayiv dalve, the other you're going to be pot dalve. It was kachim kachim you chayiv dalve, kachim kalim you pot dalve. Could have done that. We could have said bamed varim amurim be kachim kalim, avu be kachim kachim mishalim tashlumi arba chamisha. That the difference is between kachim kalim and kachim kachim. So that's what leads us to believe that this second answer is not correct either. The second answer, why is it that you're not chayiv dalve? Hey, 
just for making it hegdish itself. After all, isn't making it hegdish like a mechira? So the second answer we gave is that you only made it hegdish as kachim kalim, and that's not like a mechira because you still retain ownership over kachim kalim. The Gemara says we don't like that answer because then the Mishnah should have made that distinction instead of making a distinction between the order with which you were makdish versus tavachu machar. Now in the Sefer Yama Tamli raises the question over here also. If you're going to say that it's talking about kachim kalim, why do we say it's dafka going like Rabbi Yosi Aglili that kachim kalim is mamon bailim? Even if you're like the Rabbanan that kachim kalim is mamon gavoa, you should still be potter in kachim kalim from Dalvehei because the Gemara in Zvachim and Afkuv Gimel tells us that gizos and oros of kachim kalim belong to the bailim. The shearings and the skin of kachim kalim do still belong to the owner. That doesn't belong to Hagdish. Even if you'll the meat belongs to Hagdish, the shearings belong to the Bailim. So according to the Tanakama of Rebbe, that if at the time of the Mechira, the Behema, you're leaving something out of the Mechira, you're not selling the entire Mechira, the Tanakama holds, you're part from Dalit Vahey. So that would explain that, for, you don't even have to say like Rabbi Yosei, once you say that we're talking about Kachim Kalim, Everyone will hold you part from Dalvei, even if you hold it's not Mamun Bailim. You're going to be part from Dalvei because everyone agrees that there's parts of it that remain Mamun Bailim. And as long as there are parts of it that remain Mamun Bailim, the Tanakama holds that, uh, that, it's, that, that it's considered that it wasn't a real Mechira. So the, uh, the Yamatam suggests that we wanted to uh, establish our sugya, Lefida Halacha. And we paskin that uh, it's only considered a shiur when you're, when you're Meshayah, it's only considered leaving something out of the sale when you're Meshayah Davara Nitra Achila, Ali Shrita, when you leave out of the sale something that actually would become mutter through Shrita. Giza and Ora and Or does not become mutter through the Shrita. So even though the Tanakama Taka holds that way, we don't paskin like the Tanakama over there, and we want our sugya to work. Work, even the halacha. Okay, so says the Gemara, a third possibility. Again, still dealing with the question, why is it that when you're maktashit, why is it that we don't just call that a mechira and say that now you're going to be chayv dalad for being maktashit? There is no distinction between what we were bothered with. That what difference does it make whether you sell the hediot or you sell the shemayim? Well, here's the difference. If Ruvain sells it to Shimon, and before the sale it was called Tura de Ruvain, after the sale it's called Tura de Shimon, the Shar of Shimon. Even though, strictly speaking, it could be that the Beis Hamikdash is the owner of it after your Makdashit, but Meikara Tura de Ruvain, it was previously known as Ruvain's Shar, and it's still known as Ruvain's Shar, because people don't, that's just the way people, people think of it. People look at donations in the shul, and they say, oh, that shul, that donation is the, uh, you know, that's so, such and such a sefer that he, uh, that he gave to the shul. It's still called by his name. So that's not the same as, uh, as, as an actual, as an actual mechira. It's, uh, it takes on a different name. Now there is a machlokas rishonim, what this vara, that the shame Bailim remains on it is true both by Kachem Izbech and by Kachem Bedekabayis, or there's some chilik between Kachem Izbech and Kachem Bedekabayis. Kachem Izbech are things that you maktish that are actually going to be brought as karbonas on the Mizbech. Kachem Bedekabayis belongs to the base of Mikdash. They'll sell it, they'll do, they'll, they, they can always use the money to pay whatever the electric bill, I don't know, they didn't have electric bills, but they'll to pay whatever, uh, whatever bills they had for repairs and they'll, uh, and they'll use it. So the, the Shita of Tosos in 
Tosos holds that only by Kachim is Beach do we say Shame by Levalav. But if you're Makdish Lebedek Abayis, once it becomes Hukdash, it's no longer called Hashem Baleim. And that's how the Ravid, the Rosh, and Yosef, a lot of Rishonim agree with Tosos on that distinction. The Tosos Rid, however, says that we're not Mechalik between Kachim is Beach and Kachim Bedek Abayis. Kachim is Beach is called the Shar Shalabaylim because you have to Shech the Behemel Lashem the Baylim, right? The reason why Kachim is Beach would still have, would still be called Tura Deruvein is because it only works when you Shech the Lashem the Baylim. So you need to still keep the Baylim name associated with that animal. So he says, you know what? Also by Kachuk Vedic that never gets shechted, but still it's shame by Lemalehem, because when it comes to being poda the behemoth from Hegdish, there's a difference between whether the Bailim is poda or someone else's poda. If the Bailim is poda, he has to add a chomesh when he's poda. If someone else is poda, he doesn't have to add a chomesh. So don't you see, we still recognize the original Bailim as being different than anybody else? So shame by Lemalehem, it's a pretty compelling argument. Tos Rid makes Shame by the Malayam has a halachic nafkamina, both by Kachim is and by Kachim is And you see, it's, it's operative that we still say Shame by the Malayam by both of them. And, and also, the Achronim point out why would Kachim is still be called a Shame by Because Yushalmi says that Hefker is Yatsam Miata by Hektish is Lo Yatsam Miata by Because we say Pado Atah Rishon, that when it comes to being Poda Hektish, even Kachim is the first opportunity to be Poda is given to the Bailim. Well, what do you mean? Why is he different than anybody else if it's not Shane Bailam Aleim anymore? If we've already forgotten who's donated it. No, we haven't forgotten who's donated. The Bailam is still connected to it, and that's why he still gets the, the first right to be Poda. So that's the Svara for the Tulsus Rid, that there's no distinction between Kachem Abayas and Kachem Uzbech. All of them have Shane Bailam Aleim. The Rambam, in Ilkskaneva, Parakbez, Allah Havav, it doesn't mention the distinction between Kachem Uzbech and Kachem Abayas. The Magan Mishnah writes, that the Rambam holds that there's no distinction between them because if there was a distinction between them he, he should have mentioned it I mean this is a, it is a very important halacha especially when you have two Lashonas in the Mishnah and the Brisa that are so sir. The Mishnah says, Mali Mechar Lehediot, Mali Mechar The Brisa says, uh, and, 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 and the, 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 uh, and the, the Brisa, um, mentions that, and how could the Ram not, not make such a, such a chilik that's so clear in the Gemara, that comes out so clearly in the Gemara. So that's why you have to suggest that there's, uh, that the Rambam would also say that there's no chilik between them. In fact, the, the, the question really becomes, on Shitas Hatosos, how can Tosos say that by Kachim Bedekabais we've already forgotten the Bailim when it comes to, uh, to right? Tosos said by Kachim is Bech, it's Shem Bailim Aleim. But Kachim Bedekabais we've already forgotten the Bailim. What about these halachos? By these halachos, you see, we haven't forgotten the Bailim. So in the Chidushe Agrach Alashas, in what they call the Reb Chaim and the stencils, he says that Kachim Bedekabais, we apply the principle of Amirasa Legvah, Kemisirasa Lehediot, that in order to make it belong to Hagdish, all you need is an Amira alone. So you see that it's a Hutzah with just words, and that's like a Mechira Mamish, that's considered a complete Mechira where you're Makna the Chefetz to Hagdish. By Kachim Bedekabayis, it's like a Mechira where you can be Chayv Dalvei, whereas by Kachim Mizbech, we don't have such a principle of Amirasal Gvah, Kimisirasal Ahediot. So when you're Maktish the Chefetz to Kachim Mizbech, you're not really being Makna it completely to the Rishos of Hagdish. It's just that the Kedusha is Chal on the the Chayfetz 
after you've been makdashit, so that's what makes it mamon gavoa. So that's not considered a maisa hegdish that's like a mechira, such a, a, a pronounced maisa hegdish that would be considered like a mechira. Meaning what Tulsus pays attention to is not whether there are still any halachas that relate to the bailim. It's about whether your maisa hegdish was a strong enough maisa to be equated with a mechira. So in a situation where we say, then we say such a maisa hegdish is strong enough to be considered a mechira. But if you're not going to say, then it's not going to be strong enough to be considered a mechira. Okay, Vaitur the Gemara. Rabbi Shimon Amar. Rabbi Shimon in our Mishnah made some sort of distinction between kachim shechayiv b'achriyusam and kachim that you're not chayiv b'achriyusam. So Amri, nihidus of Rabbi Shimon, mali mechara l'hadir, mali mechara l'shamayim. I understand that Rabbi Shimon holds that, it does, that when, when you make something hegdish, that's the same as selling it, and therefore you're going to be chayiv dalid v'hey, for that, but his distinction is backwards. Meaning, the distinction that Rabbi Shimon made is that by if it's kachim that you're responsible for, then you're going to have to pay dalit vahey for being makdishit. If it's kachim that you're not responsible for, then you're not going to have to pay dalit vahey. And the Gemara is assuming at this point that you're not chayiv dalit for the shechita that you do afterwards, because the, the shor is already out of the rishos of the Bailam Marishonim. You're not shechting the shor of the Bailam, you're shechting the shor of Hegdish. Rabbi Shimon is holding that it's the act of making it Hegdish that is Mechaev you the Dalvei. So the Gemara says, well, then it's backwards. Kachim Shechaev Ba'achriyusan, when you're still responsible for it, Potter, in that case, we should say being makdashit is not the same as mechira, because you're still retaining responsibility. If you still have responsibility for it, you haven't really given it up yet. So in that case, Rabbi Shimon should have said, Potter, the case where Rabbi Shimon should have said chayiv is kachim that you're no longer responsible for when you're makdashit, because then you've really given it up. Then it's really like a mechira. So we, we like like Rabbi Shimon's distinction between Chayv Bakriyusan and Eino Chayv Bakriyusan, we just think he got it backwards. That if if uh, if you're going to say an act of being Makdish is like a Mechira, an act of being Makdish should only be like a Mechira when being Makdish it takes away any responsibilities that you're going to have toward it. So I'm Rabbi Shimon Amilsa Chritikai. So the Gemara, the Gemara says the Bnei Yishev explained that, uh, that 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 Rabbi Shimon. Is uh, is talking about something else entirely. The Rabbi Shimon is not talking about the case of the Reisha, where the Ganav was Makdish the Shar, and that's why you're Chayev for for being Makdish the animal, the Dalit Vehei. No, Enochinami. In that case, even by Kachim Sheino Chayev Bachriyusan, because the Shem Bailim is still on it, um, the the, uh, the the Allah would be that you're uh, that you're not going to be Chayev Dalit Vehei. Rabbi Shimon would agree to what the Tanakhama says, but Rabbi Shimon Amos Achritukai. Rabbi Shimon is speaking about an entirely different case than the Mishnah speaks. And this is what Rabbi Shimon is really about. Going back to the Mishnah Daf Samach Beis, go back a couple of weeks. We said that someone who steals a shor and then someone else steals that shor from the ganav, the second ganav doesn't pay dalvei if he subsequently shechtzer sells it. And similarly, someone who steals an, an animal from uh, an animal of hegdish from the owner of the guy from the from the person himself who was makdishit and then the gun of Shachzir sells it also Potter, he also doesn't have to pay Dalvei for the Tvich Mechira. My Taima, why is it that he doesn't have to pay the Dalvei? The Gunav Mi Beis Ha'ish, 
because the Pasuk says that when do you pay Dalvei? When you steal it from base Ha'ish. But if you stole it from Hegdish, so you're not going to be Chayiv Dalit Vehe. You're not going to be Chayiv Kefil. And if you're not Chayiv Kefil, mainly you're not going to be Chayiv Dalit Vehe. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon says not so fast. Even if you steal a, a Behemoth Shal Hegdish from the base Ha'bailim, you still might be Chayiv Dalit Vehe if you turn around and sell it or shecht it. Why? Rabbi Shimon Omer, Kachim Shachayiv Bachri Yusan. If it's a type of Kachim where the Original Bailum was still Chayiv Bachriusan, then Chayiv, then the Ganav is going to have to pay Kefal on it, and if he's Tavachum Machar, he's going to have to pay Dalvehe. My time, a Karina Bey Vagunav Mibesa Ish. He thinks that's still called Vagunav Mibesa Ish, that even though it's, it's, it's a Behemoth of Kachim, but it's Yachayiv Bachriusan. So that's enough to, to be considered Vagunav Mibesa Ish, but Vichayno Chayiv Bachriusan, Potter to Lokarina Bey Vagunav Mibesa Ish. But if it's Kachim that you're not Chayiv Bachriusan, then you're going to be Potter because you're not going to say, about such an animal that it's vagun of mibesa ish. So Gemara asks on Rabbi Shimon, wait a second, michti, shamin le Rabbi Shimon, to Amar, Rabbi Shimon apparently holds that shchita she'en ruya lo shmashchita. We know from elsewhere that Rabbi Shimon holds uh, by a behemoth that's found to be a trefa that you patra on the shchita's dalvei. Why? Because it's a shchita she'en ruya. Any shchita that's not going to be matched the behemoth ba'achila is not called the shchita for which you're going to be chayev dalvei. So how can Rabbi Shimon say over here that if you steal a kachim animal and you shecht it, you're going to be chayiv dalid vehei so long as the original violin was chayiv bachriyusam. After all, kachim nami shchita shein ruihi. Isn't the behemoth of kachim that you stole and shechted, isn't it by definition a shchita shein ruia? Because kachim that's shechted chutzla makomam, chutzla azara, is also bachila, right? Shchute chutz ruins the whole animal. So it, it, doesn't that by definition make it a shchita shein ruia? So how can we say that when Rabbi Shimon says that there's a distinction between kachim shchayiv bachrisam, kachim shein chayiv bachrisam, that's talking about where a Ganav stole a, uh, an animal of Kachim from somebody and then shechted it. So if that animal of Kachim was Kachim, the Ganav is going to be Chayv Dal for shechting it. How could it be Chayv Dal for shechting it? It's a Shechita Shein To this, the Gemara has three answers. Answer number one, Kiyasar Avdimi Amar Yochan, Vishochit Tamimim Mi Bifnim L'Shem Bailim. You shech the animal as Tamimim, it was not a Balmum, the animal is still perfectly good carbon, and you shechted in the Azara, l'shem the Bailim. So you shechted for that guy. So that's a Shechita Ruya, because you're shechting it l'shma. So frankly, Mara Chazra Karen the Bailim. So then, then you're not really a Ganav at all, really, because then, you know, you did exactly what the guy needed to be done, and he's, it works for his Kapara and everything. Everything's wonderful. So it says, Mara Rabisa Baravin, Shanishbach Adam. No, the problem is, you never got to do the Zrika. The Zrika is really the Machaper, and the, the blood spilled out, so you never got to do the Zrika, and that's why you still owe the Bailim the money. Kiyasa, so that's answer number one. Kiyasa Rabbanam Rabbi Yochanan b'shochet t'mimim b'fnim shalol l'shem b'alim. The case is that you shechted a, a non-balmum animal b'fnim in the right place, so it's shechitaruya, but you did it shalol l'shem b'alim. And therefore, you actually uh, owe the b'alim the money because you did it, sh- you did it shalol l'shma. Um, so so, uh, so, so you, you're going to owe the b'alim the, the money. There is a fascinating tshuva in the Chassam Sofer in Yardesim Shin Mem Hay where he quotes him Meshav Yaakov 
that uh, that someone who says a kaddish shemagia lechaveru halacha is it used to be that they had the minog was that one person in the whole shul would say a kaddish so there are halachas and shulchanach governing who gets to say the kaddish let's say someone jumps in and starts saying the kaddish that someone else uh, really deserves so he says he, he it, it doesn't help for him and he's not mafsed anybody else either because sof kolsof the kaddish works for the person who had the right to say that kaddish so that kaddish is going to work but it's going to work not for the person who actually said it and who jumped in and stole it, but it's going to work for the other guy. And the Chassam Sofer says, ah, oh, you have a raya from Arasugya, that you steal a carbon that belongs to someone else and you're makravit, you're putter. Why? Because the carbon counted for that guy anyway, so you're going to be putter. So the Achronim just point out that it's very difficult to understand what the Chassam Sofer is talking about, because the case of stealing a Kaddish, the guy who's stealing it is not trying to say the Kaddish for the other guy, he's trying to say the Kaddish for his karov. So isn't that more like the case of shechting shalolashe where it's not it seems a little bit strange. Thank God the Achronim asked the question. I was very perplexed by this. Right? It seems to be to be uh, not not a fair comparison. So they try to work on what the Chassam Sofer might have might have meant that by kachim the din is that stam is l'shma. The Gemara says in Zvachim that even if you don't say l'shem anybody, just stam, it's considered to be l'shma. So over here also, if you shochet mimim l'shem abaylim, it doesn't mean l'shem abaylim per se. It could be that you just shechted it stam, and then it counts l'shem abaylim. The guy that stole the kaddish didn't say, "I'm hereby going to say the kaddish for my car and not for your car." He did it stam. So you see that that works. Stam is l'shma. But I don't know. Can you close your eyes like that? When is he really doing it stam? If he jumps in and takes away someone else's kaddish, mistama, he's trying to do it for uh, for his relative. I don't know if we can call that uh, call that stam. But anyway, okay. So the, uh, the then the gemara suggests a third answer. Reish lakish amar Bachutz, that the case was that the animal of Kachim that you shechted, the reason Rabbi Shimon says Yechayev Dalvei, the reason Rabbi Shimon thinks it's a Shechit Ruya was that the animal itself was a Balmum, and you shechted a Bachutz, which is exactly where it deserves to be shechted, because it's a Balmum. So I talk about Rabbi Lazar, the Rabbi Yochanan, Shechita Mataras, Velazrika Mataras. Rabbi Lazar doesn't like these last two answers. He says the, 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 the second answer that we gave of Ravin in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, that you shechted Tamimim Bifnim, Shalol Hashem Bailim, he says, but uh, it's not the Shechita that's Matir, it's the that's matir. So the shchita itself should still be a shchita she'en ruya at the shas shchita. And the reish lakish um, sends the gemara uh, and, and, and asks the gemara further. The reish lakish shchita mataras velopadia mataras. Why is reish lakish going to say that if you're shechting a balmum bachutz, that's called a shchita ruya? It's not a shchita ruya. The animal's not it cannot be eaten when you take a, an animal of kachim that's a balmum and you shech the bachutz. It is not yet kosher. That shechita is not yet a shechita ruya. It only becomes kosher when you're po to the meat, when you actually redeem it for money. Only then does it become a kosher animal. So it's still a shechita shein ruya. So answers the Gemara, Ishtamite had Rabbi Shimon, Kalami Lizro Kazarik Dami V'Kalami Liftos Kepadri Dami. He forgot the famous rule of Rabbi Shimon that anything that's Omed Le is Ki. That if something is Omed Lizro, it's as if the Zrika was already done. If something is Omed Liftos, it's as if the Pidyan was already done. And that's what makes it a Shechita Ruya. Granted, at the time of Shechita, until the Zrika happens, the, the, the meat can't be eaten. Or at the time of a Shechita of a Balmum, until the Pidyan 
Pidyon happens, it can't be eaten, but it's all made for Zerika to happen, it's all made for Pidyon to happen. And the Gemara is now going to go into how we know that Rabbi Shimon holds Dami, and then how we know that he holds Kolomidiftos Kapadu Dami. Before we get it, we get into that, we'll get into it tomorrow, we'll just mention, there's a famous truva of the Chassam Sofer in Yardea Simchuf Tzadihei, where the Chassam Sofer raises the, the question that those women that have the practice, Chassidish women who have the practice, that they shave their head before going to the mikvah so that the hair won't be a chashash of a chatzitza. The, the minig is that they keep their hair for the, for the Bia Rishona. And then after the Bia Rishona, they shave their hair after the Bia Rishona only. So he says, how's their first tvila before the wedding of Kashra tvila? If you say kolo omed le is ki, so the hair that, that's on their head is omed ligazes. They're planning on shaving it all off. So isn't it kigazuz dami? Isn't it as if it's already been removed from their head? And therefore, by definition, it's considered a chatzitza. So that's the kasha the chsam sofer, the shaylok chsam sofer, chsam sofer suggests that we only say kala omid le is ki when there's no other step that has to happen in between. But since the minig is that they're only going to shave their head after the Bia Rishona, they go to the mikvah before the Bia Rishona. So it's not yet Kala Omid It's only Kala Omid when you get to that point where, where that's the very next stage. But over here, there's something else that has to come in between. And Mela, it's not, it's, not uh, it's not the very next stage. So that's the discussion. So he has other suggestions as well, but that's his primary suggestion. Okay, so Be'ez Hashem, tomorrow we'll discuss this concept of Kolomid Lizro Kazarik Dami, Kolomid Liftos Kipadu Dami.